Nick and Jimmy with you the rest of the way here. Gary had a personal matter that he was uh, scheduled to attend to, so he is going to be doing that. We got Brandon Vogel coming up here in just a little more than an hour. So we'll be talking some Husker football. I want to get uh, I want to get Vogel's thoughts on the. Did you see the chasing three? So it's like their new their little version of a look at Nebraska football, more access and very similar, kind of similar time frame. You get like a thirty to forty five minute little drop we on. like the content we yeah it, it is and it was interesting i i asked this yesterday to brian christopherson if we think that nebraska will continue to do this because if you remember matt rule said there towards the end of the year didn't know if he would do that again but did acknowledge kind of stopped with the episodes and l- yeah i mean i bit. know they lost games but there was still stuff yeah so I yeah there, there I was get it. It, it wasn't as consistent and i think as, as you got to the end of the year gosh i can't remember if there was one for like the Iowa um game. no uh, the northwestern i believe was the last one no play. no no uh purdue okay yeah, yeah I, so I can't we, remember we, we didn't put it but but i'm sure they had the stuff in the can at, that they won and bowl eligibility well and, i had a couple people asking well I can't believe they showed the, uh, the the lineman puking in the trash can. And yeah, you could there's in the the first episode you can see off in the distance there's a couple of trash cans, a couple of offensive linemen that are just hovered a, over and it's once a tribute to once, the previous staff. They're <laughs> averaging that 20 30 pukes a game. But have workout. It it was good access. It was really cool. You got uh, the the team supporting Nash Hutmacher and his first appearance as a Husker wrestler. There's a lot of uh, interviews with uh, Nash's parents. And then it also shed some more light on uh, Ty Robinson, his decision to return. But it, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. I think the access, I think it's great. The one thing I noticed, though, and I brought this up to BC yesterday, and naturally a lot of the footage is going to take place in the brand new facility. But it shows a lot of that. Boy, that locker room, even now, compared to when they first like walked into it, looks different, looks pretty sweet. And so you're not only giving this, this content out there, but you're giving people a lot of full access to what their facilities look like, what you can enjoy. Like, I mean, it's, it's a smart play. It, it really is. And I think it is kind of cool to show a little bit of the nuts and bolts of the workouts, the mat drills, some of the things that they're going to be doing and kind of leading up to spring. I would assume, Jimmy, that this and the chasing three, It's the whole idea behind it is they lost five games by three points. And so trying to be three points better, that's kind of explained, being able to... Well, the uh, 94 Husker team, they put the score on the yeah. scoreboard of yes. the previous... Yeah, so I, I get that. So this is, yeah, that's kind of like their off-season battle cry if you will of chasing three i like it it's a little thing but you know what when when you're down in it and you're tired and you're puking in the trash in the (laughs) trash can that's maybe that little bit that little extra no i completely get it i don't think it's a bad thing i would assume this goes through spring yeah i would assume they're fixing to start spring it aired on tuesday or uh monday it aired on monday i think it like monday afternoon so I would assume you'll get this all all the way through spring. And regardless of Good. We'll whether they it. have it in the fall or not, I think, and I wonder if Matt Rule has maybe given some second thought of the feedback that he's gotten from fans and maybe more importantly, look, the players and maybe even potential recruits out there. Every every program and right there recruits. Yep, they they that's I would I want to hey well, I again, might go to school there. You're, you're showcasing your your state of the art facility. Yes, as well. You're 
showcasing how you like to interact. Now, I, again, a lot of this stuff is sort of to the core principles of what Matt Rule wants for this football program, and that is the, the whole family, of, the, the family effect. And so you've got this guy on your team that means so much to the success of that defensive front like Nash Huttmacher goes and play goes and plays he goes and wrestles and you've got like wrestling. The, the entire team is there to to support him and they're going nuts when he gets the first victory and like there's just there's so many things about that example of what I'm sure Matt Rule wants to be out there I'm sure you'll see an episode where you had the halftime uh, Sunday afternoon dunk contest where Content. players are there, Matt Rule's there, he's you know giving Jeremiah Charles his due proper's like all, all of those things. These are this is an opportunity to kind of see Matt Rule sort of put his money where his mouth is, so to speak, of what he's preaching, but also putting into practice and trying to create that connectivity with all of the players. I, I think, and it was kind of cool to see a lot of the new um, early enrollees arrive. They arrive with their family. They interview some of the family. Uh, as they drop their son off to college, and you know it's a big deal, and so you get a chance to kind of see like how the family's involved, and they're there during the team meal and all of this. So again, a lot of a lot of inside content. Mom, you're embarrassing me in front of my yeah. friend. Yeah, kind of, it's kind of like what it is, but it it reflects very positively that on the polar culture. Polar bear guy's not going to be my friend. <laughs> I, I think I think it's a I think it's a very positive uh, a, a positive look at the culture that I know is very important to Matt Rule and very important to the coaching staff. And it, there's a lot of Tony White in it too. And Tony White, if you didn't see it last year in the fall or didn't watch a lot of them, Tony White was shown more pregame, maybe a little bit in the week leading up to, to the game. But, but still some pretty good stuff to yeah. meet him and learn about him. And you you still walk away thinking, okay, this be a head coach. This guy's gonna be a head coach. Yep. A lot more so now. He's he's doing the interviews behind his desk, mm-hmm. like you would see a head coach. There's Parsons there's definitely a head coach Belichick. look. He started teaching him sort of the hey, when you're running your own thing. This is a long time ago, when he was the Giants, but uh, so it's that kind of thing where rules thinking, hey, he could be a head coach next year, especially if we have the year that we think and hope that we have. Yeah. So now's the time to really start learning those extra stuff, and that's what it's about. It's about you know, grooming your people. And we've, we've talked about that with Creighton and Mac and his tree and those things matter. I'm glad that I'm glad there's, there's, there's there's no negative effect of something like this. In my opinion, I just, I don't see how it can be negative. And I, I think from the way that you get to know more about your coaches, the way you get to know more about the program itself, uh, the, the way you get to see the facilities, the way you get to see, examples of how the team will support one another. I, I think it's it's all it's all a net positive. And this is what sports is now is all access even beyond the season. Whether it's postseason, preseason, it's somewhere in between, you're gonna have this. And I mean look I, at the I, idea for, behind the creation of the NFL network. That was the whole point absolutely. So football became a year round thing and now it really is. Yeah. And especially in what we do for a living uh, you know, I once upon a time, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, worked a, a, on a network uh, deal. And that was the bosses. What they told us is when in doubt, talk NFL. Yeah. And then talk NFL. And then and then maybe you can hit something else. But that was the idea. And that's the point is you created that need. And that's where it all starts. So, yeah, all access all the time. I And, and this is where I look at college sports in, in general, where I think this is a very good thing. 
we're now in a in a place in college athletics where I think a lot of people are questioning the intent of why a student athlete chooses the school. People are questioning what their overall buy-in is on you know the the one side of playing the actual sport and representing a school and the other side of making as much money as they possibly can. I like money. I don't know how you were, Jimmy. I can say this. When I was in school, I loved the idea of still being able to make money and not be a poor college student. Same. I enjoyed that, too. Supported my vices. So I don't think it necessarily has to be a bad thing that because of the platform that a lot of these student-athletes have, especially ones that play in you know highly recognizable sports, like in this example, Nebraska football, why shouldn't you be able to capitalize on that? I don't think it necessarily means that your overall desire to be successful on the field or your overall buy-in on the team is any less. I don't think it necessarily means that you all of a sudden have reorganized your priorities when it comes to what you should be as a football player. You now have a a stream, a revenue stream that didn't exist before, but I'd like to think once you kind of have that part of it situated and taken care of, that you're going about your work the same way as people did 15, 20 years ago. But what I think is is important about these all-access type of opportunities for any college program is it humanizes everyone. It humanizes the player. It humanizes the coaches. You get to see the coaches with their families. You get to see the way that these coaches interact with the players' families. You get to see these highly touted four or five star guys making their way and setting foot on college on a college campus for the first time and mom and dad having that emotion of dropping them off there and remembering, oh yeah, they're still entering the unknown. They're still entering a chapter of their life that is very foreign to them. And as we've we've talked about in many different circles of life, when it comes to this part of either being a parent or being a, a young person, it's exciting, but it can be scary. And I'm not saying like you get all that in this, this episode, but when you can show those types of like, oh yeah, I remember the first time I went to school or I remember when my parents dropped me off to school. Like there, there's relatable qualities there too that I think the more we can sort of humanize the student athletes, the more it allows us to accept kind of what is happening in college football. Maybe not the whole thing, but the whole idea of these kids are just in it for the money. These kids don't care about wanting to play football or basketball or baseball or softball. They just want the highest payday. Yeah, sure. They want to capitalize on that. That's there's, there, there's no debating that, but to think that all of a sudden that the, the idea of going to a place and doing everything you can to be a part of the solution and a winning product that all of a sudden that that's on the back burner. I don't necessarily think that's the case. And I think you can have good opportunities like this to know more about the competitor, the things that all of these kids do experience, regardless if they're making a a big paycheck or not with NIL. To me, that's the, that's maybe the major benefit of the overall public perception of college athletes. Now let, people know more about them and the ones that are just hell-bent on not on not liking college athletics now because of this they're not going to watch but guess what you're not going to win them over anyway they're just 
they're going to be down that road, and that's that's the only road they're going to travel. But for ones that are like, man, there is a lot going on. I don't know to keep up with this. That's why I think these all-access opportunities are really good because it does humanize the product. Hey, we have the technology. We have the YouTube. Let's use it. Mm-hmm. And it is a, a great recruiting tool. And if you're a kid and you're trying to choose between schools and you said about the facilities, mm-hmm. that's where you start to see, oh, that looks sweet. Yeah, I you see that? Part of that. You're seeing like the, the float tub. You're seeing all these different things. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Man, this is like a... This is like a five-star spa. See all the things that the place has to offer. You're like, man, it's pizza in the triangle box, and apparently it's magical. (laughs) How do they make these hot dogs red? Is Valentino, that's a poll question, has Valentino's ever won over a recruit? Maybe back when they had the buffet. (laughs) Ooh, the Grand Buffet. I've been to that. I think the last time I went to one of those was in Grand Island. Was there to call an arena football game? So I I know a lot of the, uh, they take a lot of the recruits to Casa Bonita. That's the big uh, place in Lincoln. That uh, is the popular spot to to wow recruits. At one point, did they ever take them to the Grand Buffet at Valentino's? Be like, this is all yours. This Lineman. is all you can eat. Lineman. You, hmm? Don't load up all on that one plate. You can come back second time. You can come back third time. Hell, fourth time if you yeah. want. And it's all there. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Ah, the Grand Buffet. Yeah. And if you happen to see there's only one pizza over there, that's when you don't get it. Wait, because that's some <laughs> fresh stuff. That's a pro move to wait. The, the other the other person that it does on um, this episode again chasing three it's it's Nebraska athletics they're doing another series of all access uh, you know film if you will docu series whatever you want to call it uh, one part about and this kind of relates a lot more to Nash Hutmacher and what he had to do to his body to get ready for wrestling. Uh, one of the cool things that you get to learn a little bit more about is the nutrition factor, which, again, Jimmy, I'm always fascinated by this because the nutrition part of like the, the champion table and, and everything that existed was pretty new when I had friends that went to Lincoln. And I, I mean, it's, it's only gotten more advanced You're and like furs and them. They didn't have that yet. I mean, they had it, but it was, but it was still, level. yeah, it was still kind of being, I'm not making out. a joke. I'm just curious. Like I, I genuinely right. am curious. And I, I think one of the cool things is you get to learn more about, you know, that staff and how they kind of go about it. Uh, Kristen Coggins and, and her staff, the nutritionist there. It's, and it is interesting because you hear from, you hear from her a lot. You also do hear from Corey Campbell because that's what this part of the season is is making sure that their their diet is right or you know their 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 nutrition is right strength and conditioning but watching and learning more about how Nash Hutmacher went from I think he they said by the Iowa game he was right around 320 give or take 325 maybe and what did he have to get down to 285 damn and in, in a small amount of time but being able to kind of Break his and body back down, and then, ten pounds. I know, right? And and yet, he, you know, it's like I think they they said instead of eating six meals a day, he's eating three meals a day, like normal people would. Instead Same. of eating eight eggs a day, he's eating four eggs a day. You know, little things like that. But it is interesting. And then they, it's kind of cool. They do these. They do like a cooking class where they See, get. This to, is what I need. Yeah, I know. I just thought it was really what cool. What sport do you play? I just want to learn, man. Big like supporter. A, their their chef is like teaching all the guys like how to cook. They're making chicken parm. Which it looked really good. Oh. Yeah, I'm watching it. I'm like, gosh. Now I really uh, want to watch can we this. Get, can we get tickets to this thing? 
I'll go in one day for a I would be a, a cooking class. To try, what, you're you're going to try Nash Hutmockers making yeah. chicken parm. You have to try it. Yeah. Done. I'm doing good for my new home state. Yeah. If uh, Heinrich Harburg wants to cook up a, some some chicken parm and wants a, a taster, I'll try it. Where? Yeah. I mean, it was it was cool. So uh, again, these things. How do I get in touch to offer my services? Uh, just start. You just start with Trev. Just start with Trev. Trev. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll work it down Perhaps the chain. Listener Matt. Yeah. Although he might be working now. They'll, they'll work it down the chain. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's cool. I'm I'm happy they're doing this. They got. They'll have another one out next week. I'm oh, assuming. Right. Maybe it's listener Matt or Trev right now. Yeah, there you go. They'll tell you how to get, get to the cooking class. Uh, when we come back, though, uh, something that Matt DeMarinas brought up about the NCAA tournament, I want to dive into as well. Uh, as we will continue getting into the nine o'clock hour. We'll also talk with uh, Brandon Vogel of Counter Read. Get some of his football takes, as always, as we continue here. It's mornings with Sharp and Hanley, sixteen twenty the zone.